I'm Dr. Gene Hansen. For more than 25 years, I've been answering your financial questions on Atlanta's longest-running and most respected money show on radio. This is Money Talks, providing honest, straightforward answers to your financial questions. This broadcast of Money Talks originally aired Saturday, October 26, 2019. The only thing we have to fear... The economic health of this nation has been... ...for essential economic freedom. The excessive decline in the dollar is It's a late rally on Wall Street. Too big to fail. Growing the economy. Growing the economy. It's amazing what's been going on with the economy. Welcome. Welcome. This is Monitor. Monitor. Good morning. What up, fam? You're listening to Money Talks, Atlanta's longest-running, most respected money show on the radio. I'm Troy Harmon. Here today with Shauna Theriault and Michael Griffin. Morning. Both morning, Joy. Hey, good morning. Uh, both these guys are, uh, well, a guy and a gal. Sorry, Shauna. I figured you'd light me up. You always, uh, you're always <laughs> really good to keep me in line. Poke the bear. <laughs> Poke. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, anyway, you, uh, you both uh, work in the Hensler Financial uh, Planning and Implementation Department, which is a uh, uh, Financial planning and uh, what good's a plan without making sure that it gets implemented. So uh, Shauna is a managing associate, um, holds a CFP, the CPA, and the CDFA. And uh, while many of us know what a certified financial planner designation is and a certified public accountant designation is, I'll let you tell us what the CDFA is. It's a divorced financial analyst basically okay yeah. and in that you help uh, a lot of folks if they might be going through a divorce and Do. uh, don't understand their finances and quite often that does happen um, and for whatever reason a lot of times you'll have one spouse or the other that just absolutely checks out doesn't seem to care until they have to care right so uh, Shauna can help you with that as well as uh, being a certified financial planner and a certified public accountant Michael is a certified financial planner as well, or he holds the, what do they call it? It's the CFP De- certificate. certificate. Right, yeah. yes. So he's got the CFP designation, certified financial planner. Uh, these guys are anything and everything you'd want to know or, you know, want to have if you have questions about your finances, and uh, we'll have some of Thank those you, today. Troy. Yeah, you're Absolutely. welcome. Absolutely. So uh, uh, we're here to talk about, Pretty much anything financial. Uh, let's start with the S&P 500. We're up 0.23% this week, which sounds like a minuscule amount. It is. It's a small amount, but... Uh, Year to date, though. Yeah, look at what is going on. 21.8%. Who would have thought? I wouldn't have. Yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty amazing to know that uh, 2019, we've seen the market rise almost 22%. Now, let's be honest with ourselves um, we had a huge decline, fourth quarter of 2018. So if you look at the 12-month picture, it's a little different, 15.43%. But still, that's, that's Pretty great. significant, yeah. yeah. W- would have never thought that after December of last year that we'd be up over 12 months, 15% right now. Yeah. Uh, Michael, you're referring to the fact that uh, between September 20th of 2018 and December 24th of 2018, we saw the S&P 500 fall uh, almost 20%. It was about over 19.5%. So uh, a pretty significant decline. 
Um, but we had some reflation, if you will. We had uh, we had a rebound in uh, 2019, and in uh, life has been pretty good. Uh, you look at some of the economic indicators, and it still gives me pause for concern. But let's go through some of the sectors. Um, year to date, information technology up almost 33 percent, 32.96 percent. How overvalued is that? Well, if you look, uh, it, there's been significant earnings growth. There have. Yeah, in in that yeah. space. So, so maybe we'll, it's not even. It's net net. Yeah, it, it. You know, ultimately, it doesn't look terribly overvalued. The market as a whole looks. You know, we've got a PE around 22. It's. Uh, it looks pretty expensive when you think the long term average price to earnings ratio is about 16.5. Um, you know, we've we've got some some. Uh, uh, overblown prices, but not horribly. Now, if you look at the price to sales, you look at the price to EBITDA, uh, it does look really, honestly, more like we saw in the tech bubble. Mm. Um, so, what's happened is we've seen uh, we've seen companies um, buy shares back. Right. We've uh, we've seen uh, a huge trend in that. Starting really in 2011, we saw companies really start buying back their own shares. Um, there's, if you, if you, uh, read much into the, into the academic materials, um, any company that gives back cash, so whether it be a dividend or in share repurchases, generally tends to cause the price of their stock to increase. Right. Um, you know, we could sit and debate whether or not it was smart. Uh, the old adage is if, uh, if management is buying back their own shares, it's kind of a signal to the market that their shares are undervalued. But I really don't think that that holds water when you when you look around and and you see at some of the at the cost of those shares and then you know a few years later quite often you'll see that the price that they paid was above you know current numbers so um, uh, you know it it does tend to do so in the short term at least uh, you know when they buy back shares or pay a big dividend it does seem to help but. Um, I'll tell you, I'm all about a dividend. Uh, we've got a portfolio that just tracks dividends, and it's done quite well in 2019. Um, but uh, you know, when you when you add on that one piece that uh, you know we're talking about, as far as just a company buying back its shares, it doesn't always uh, follow that that that's the best way to. Uh, to manage, um, real estate's done well this year too. Uh, it really has up almost 32 percent. But the, even the trailing 12 months is 29 percent. Right now, uh, real estate and um, utilities did quite well, uh, even during that that downturn that we had in the fourth quarter of 2018. And part of that's because we've got interest rate environment changing. Uh, you bring up the interest rates, and uh, let's talk about that for a second. We've got. Uh, End of the month, we'll see a uh, Fed uh, monetary policy meeting. Uh, 90% probability, according to the Treasury's uh, options market, uh, that we will see another 25 basis point cut next week. Wow, that's uh, crazy! It, I, I can't believe I can't believe they're still cutting rates. I mean, well, truly. I, you've got the market up 22% and they're cutting rates. It seems weird, right? Uh, but every one of these rate cuts should actually spur economic growth, and they really haven't done so yet. Um, in fact, what we're expecting is about a 1.8% growth in GDP when it's announced uh, in the coming weeks. And that's down from 2.4% in 
in the second quarter. So third quarter coming up, first uh, indication of economic growth. They expect it to be down while they're cutting rates. And uh, another pretty good indicator of whether or not we have growth is uh, whether or not you have inflation. Usually growth spurs inflation. Right. Inflation hasn't budged. So, uh, you know, the the rate cuts that we've been getting have done very little help yet. I think uh, one thing that you definitely know is it keeps the cost of capital low, uh, keeps interest mm-hmm. rates on bonds low. Um, and when that's going on, number one, you're those who save – uh, don't really get rewarded for it very much. But corporations, it makes it much easier to earn a profit, uh, uh, truly add economic value uh, when the when the uh, capital that you're using costs you so much less than maybe a long-term average. So, sure. uh, you know, l- low interest rate environments, nothing new. We've been talking about this since 2008, 2009. <laughs> I mean, uh, we went to zero for what eight years, I think, on the on the overnight lending rate, um, and uh, shouldn't be a surprise to anyone that uh, uh, by now, since this is what the third rate cut of the year would wow. be. Yeah. Um, this time last year, we were raising rates. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's certainly the new normal, Troy. I don't, and nothing is normal, which might be the new normal. That's true. Yeah, the new abnormal. Who knows? Uh, we got uh, some indications from uh, from uh, various sources on uh, economic conditions this week. Existing home sales, uh, low interest rates com- uh, continue to drive the support uh, uh, for demand. And uh, we see existing home sales fell by 2.2%. Uh, during September, mainly lo- due to uh, low inventory, existing home sales make up a huge portion of our of our housing market. Um, I think it's over 90%, but uh, medium sales uh, price increased 5.9% from the, the prior year. So uh, just a, a shortage of, of um, uh, inventory really is, is all that's pushing that. We've got a week over a weekly... Um, indicator in the mortgage applications uh, that fell by 11.9%, mainly due to the 17% decrease in refinances. Again, that usually is driven by um, what goes on in the mortgage market. 30-year average mortgage uh, in the U.S. increased by 8 basis points, or 0.08%, up to 3.99%. Now, we're almost to breach that... uh, 4% 4% mark again, um, and anybody who hasn't uh, hasn't refinanced should definitely consider doing so uh, any time now. I, I think, uh, you know, we, we see uh, more indications of uh, rate cuts, but uh, the mortgage rate is going in the opposite direction. If it makes sense, we encourage you to do that. Absolutely. We're going to take a real quick break. When we come back, we'll have a dog of the week and talk a little bit about the financial situation. all the crap I learned in high school. It's a wonder I can think at all. Did you know that nearly 11% of residents and 12% of children in Cobb County live below the poverty line? That's thousands of families doing without which is especially sad during the holidays. 
The Center for Family Resources has been bringing the community together to collect food items for low-income families in Cobb County for over 30 years. Through our Thanks for Giving program, we provide holiday food boxes during the Thanksgiving break filled with ingredients for families to cook their own traditional holiday meal. Plus, since Thanksgiving week can put an extra strain on a family's food budget while children are home from school, we provide extras like breakfast foods, pasta, and peanut butter for those added meals. How can you help? Go to the CFR.org to volunteer, raise money, or start a drive through your business, church, neighborhood, or civic organization or school. That's the CFR.org, and thanks for giving. You This is the dog. The dog of the week. All right, the dog of the week this week. Uh, any of you who've listened to us for very long at all know it's, uh, I use this platform to talk about various things. Quite often I'm making fun of technology or maybe pointing out a, a, a strange business model, which is this, the uh, situation this week. There is a um, tattoo artist that decided that maybe it would be a great idea that your tattoo can truly live forever. And I mean beyond your own life. They have started a company that uh, actually is focused on, and the name of it is Save My Ink Forever. If you had a loved one with a tattoo that uh, reminded you of them, you can become a member of this group. Uh, Upon the passing of your loved one, uh, they excise the ink from the individual, and they make it art and put it on the wall and uh, they say the good thing about it is uh, once preserved it will last forever mummified I, yeah, I mean yeah I guess similar did, to tanning of a hide how did they I mean, it they, is a they, piece of the skin they yes. cut it off the, okay that's what yes. I was wondering okay yeah it's not yeah. just hey we'll take a picture and hang it on the wall this is a part of your relative now I got to be honest with you um, I don't have any tattoos and I really can't imagine what it is that, that we I can would, see anyway well, I, I, use your imagination if you, if you ever see me. <laughs> Hopefully not too much. Uh, but, um, you know, there, I, I have never uh, been so taken by any piece of artwork. Um, and by the way, I'm a huge Escher fan. But uh, never, never been taken so much by a piece of artwork that I thought, hey, I've got to wear that as a banner on my body. But I know a lot of folks do. Um, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But i got to tell you, this business model is really odd to me. It's very yes. odd. It's, and, it's, I, and a little creepy, to be honest with you. Yeah, I, and maybe what at some point What about if the loved becomes... one has lots of tattoos? Like, there's some yeah. individuals I see that are very artistic and yeah. just have it all over, and then that would be interesting. Well, you just got to well, pick one. you got to pick one. You can't yeah, use them all. Uh, Michael, you say that, but <laughs> I have seen, and I looked on their website, and there are... Some of those that look like maybe a full sleeve or a big back tattoo or something that they have already done for loved like ones a, of those like who want to see skin. it. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Sure. I mean, hey, all look. Right. If they can make a if they can make a business out of this, I'm all about business. Uh, Good for know, them. I, I Spreading love, the economy. If uh, if somebody wants to pay their money to have their loved one's tattoo on the wall that reminds them of their loved one. 
go for it. I just I wonder if you'd have to put that. You know, we're going to be talking about documents today. Exactly. And I that's wonder. The reason I let in with this. Oh, this I, is. Did I steal part, your thunder? No, no. But I, I I'm <laughs> glad you made the connection Love because the bear. we are going to we are going to because uh, how would they be able to come in and say, planning. "Can I cut this off of you know the cadaver or the." individual yeah. but yeah. what if yeah. it's not in their documents and i don't they, i don't know have, the answer to that they have to list that i would think if they got a couple of kids and maybe yeah. one of the kids doesn't want their their loved one parent to be cut uh after death but the other child does i mean i would think that yeah. they need to list that you know yeah. you know in a document somewhere but uh just like everything else today if you become a member of uh save my ink forever for a the small price of 19.99 you get a 10% discount on any purchase up to $2,000. So um, there you have it. Uh, different business model, something I have never seen before. Uh, but I would definitely encourage anyone who was interested in this to, um, you might want to talk to your loved one first. Uh, this is part of estate planning, and like I said, we're going to be talking. I haven't heard that one before. I've heard a lot, but I've not heard that one. I know, and and you know, yeah. I I figured that uh, you, Shauna, and Michael would uh, would you know appreciate the fact, and and I even hoped a little bit that maybe somebody had ever mentioned this to you. No, not a part of the Never. estate planning you mm-hmm. guys have ever done for someone. Hey, if it comes up now, you're not going to be surprised. <laughs> We know the name of the company to call. That's right. And uh, who knows? Maybe if it's real popular, there will be competitors driving that price down. Who knows? Um, All right. So we've got a case study we wanted to talk about today. I generally call these situations. Situations. Yeah, because uh, Bill Laco doesn't like us talking about case studies. It sounds stodgy. Uh, while I'm, you know, can cozy right up to stodgy and bore you to tears or sleep or whatever, uh, Bill's not such a fan, but uh, hey, let's talk about this. Uh, Alan and Melissa are working through issues with Melissa's mother. This is a very common situation, uh, Michael. I know you guys deal with these kind of things all the time. All the time. Yeah, Melissa's yeah, Melissa's uh, mother was uh, living with them and under their care, uh, but it's come to a point where Melissa's mother needs an assisted living facility with uh, nursing care. So. Um, what they're doing is trying to get all their the mom's uh, documents in order and uh, bring and it's it's been bringing up a lot of questions, which is pretty common when you go through this process. So when you talk about estate planning documents, probably the most popular or most known one is the will, right? Yes, and th- this is actually one of my favorite subjects, only because you know it, it is complex more complex than you would think and you really can truly help somebody in a situation you know like Alan and Melissa are trying to help their mom they they don't have the training to do this they don't understand the documents this is one of my favorite subjects where it is unfortunate that we do have to deal with these situations but i really see that's where we the value add is for me yeah it's very um, important it is it's very, it's very important. important when you're going through all of that sure and a lot of people think a will just takes care of everything and, and it doesn't right that's it doesn't at all point. but a lot of people think that they're oh i have a will okay do you have everything else yeah well, is it t- are the assets titled properly that right. your will is going to dictate that? You know, there's certain things, you, you know, anything that's in your individual name, the will will dictate. But I bet you Melissa and Alan, they may have added Melissa to the mom's bank account 
Well, guess what? That's a joint account. And that isn't passed via the will. So if there's other siblings, they just disinherited the other siblings. Mm-hmm. Now, the sibling can always gift it later, but that's problematic as well. Absolutely. Um, things like retirement accounts, they pass by beneficiary designation. There's other, right. they, they don't, they bypass the will unless it's named to the estate, which is problematic and we don't recommend. But, you know, there's certain assets that pass outside of the will. So even if your will is updated, it doesn't matter. Right. So when you're talking about retirement accounts, we're talking about an IRA, even a 401k. 401k, Roth IRAs. Right. One of the first things you ought to do if you get, uh, you know, if you if you go to a new company or if you get a new uh, 401k provider, anything changes within your 401k uh, at work, absolutely. Very first order of business, go and change the beneficiary to who you want to be uh, receiving uh, the the proceeds of that 401k or the IRA if you should happen to pass. Because, as Shauna said, it doesn't go through probate. It doesn't go through the will. Right. It goes directly to the individual that you say. So that's one way to protect yourself, and you don't need a will for it. But right. the will is very important. Unless it's named to the estate, and then it would. But it gets very complicated right. in that yeah. regard. And that's not common either. Most people no. go with a direct individual, right? Absolutely. Yeah. It just makes it a whole lot easier and a whole lot cleaner. Or multiple individuals, you know, when they list beneficiaries. Right. Well, and, and the other documents that are important too, and hopefully Melissa and Alan have these in place, are the financial powers of attorney. You know, if her mom has become, she can't take, pay her own bills. Um, she can't pay, you know, take care of herself financially. It allows them to her daughter to step in if she's named her to be able to handle that for her. Right. Um, and handle her financial transactions. So, you know, if they're going to sell her house, she can sign off on selling her house. I know they were, she was living with them, but, you know, it allows you to do certain things when an individual can't do that. Right. And um, the health care power of attorney, especially if she's going to go into a, a nursing home type of, or, you know, a, a living, assisted living facility with nursing home care. Um, you know, it's important that if something were to happen to her, that uh, you know, Melissa could step in and 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 um, you know determine what kind of care is needed for her mom. Yeah. What about a living will? I know it's it's part of what you're talking about, Michael, right? Um, yes. Yes. Know, it's, but it's also, I mean, a, a directive is to if if somebody's in a way that they can't make their own decisions, what should be done? It is, and it doesn't direct a specific person. You know, individuals. T- usually like to name a certain person whether it's their spouse or their daughter or you know it does say what you want done with you but it doesn't name a specific person to carry that out for you so it's really just up to the individual to have one or the other yeah so it Mm -hmm. really goes well beyond a will is is the big point here right Mm -hmm. uh and and it could uh actually make the will not um as important on on some issues uh, like we said, the retirement accounts or things that don't pass through the will or don't get probate, uh, you know, in your passing. So uh, it's it's a pretty complex matter, but definitely a very important uh, matter to make sure that you have uh, taken care of. And who knows when you'll pass? Right. So do it. I mean, now. and you don't you don't have to wait till you're retired to get a will. If you have young children, you definitely should have a will. Right. Because that that's going to dictate who gets the children if something happens to you. Sure. So which that's very important. You and know, you know, how, how, if you have life insurance and other assets, you know, leaving them in trust to your children so that the courts aren't deciding who's taking care of your kids. And so even if you're young, it's important to do that. Yeah. So estate planning doesn't necessarily mean just a will. And it doesn't mean that 
You have to go out and create a trust where all your assets are protected from taxation or pass in some way or another. Uh, there's a lot that needs to be considered when you're talking about a an estate plan. Yeah. All right, well, we're going to take a real quick break. You're listening to Money Talk. Money Stick Talks. We'll be right, we'll be right back. We're back. Money Talks. Uh, Michael, you got a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame yet? I do not. Uh, well, Shauna does, and uh, I'm, I'm hoping to have one one day. Uh, you're listening to Money Talks. I'm Troy Harmon, uh, here with Shauna Theriault and Michael Griffin. And, uh, yeah, that was just a joke. Shauna really doesn't, and she's looking at me like there's something wrong with me, and she'd absolutely be right. <laughs> It's uh, a fair point, Troy. Yeah, of course. Uh, we You've gotten to the point where you're just cutting yourself down. I don't even have to do it anymore. Uh, well, I'm trying to give you a break this week. Thank you. Uh, thank you. you don't make me work so hard. You can just relax. Uh, <laughs> but hey, if you want to cut me down, I'm always game for that. Uh, well, in the spirit of estate planning, do you know what this week is? Uh, no, it has been deemed the third week of October has been designated as National Estate Planning Awareness Week. That is absolutely we awesome. We should have started with that. We probably should have. So that um, way we... <laughs> so, so we all failed at that. We but we didn't fail totally because you just brought it up. Thank you, Sean. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk a little more about that in a second. But if you guys have uh, financial questions you would like for us to answer on the air, we'd love to hear from you. You can contact us at our question hotline. The number is one eight five five four two nine nine one six six. Uh, you call in, listen to our voicemail uh, message. Um, you leave your own, including your question. We play it on the air and answer right behind it. That's the way that works. If you prefer to talk to a human being, you can call 770-429-9166. Ask for the radio show, or you can ask for Kelly Lynn, who is our producer. She will take your question and uh, get it to us, and we can answer it on the air. Or you can email us at drgeneinsler.com. That's spelled D-R-G-E-N-E at H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R dot com. And yes, of course, we have a website, Hensler dot com, spelled again, H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R dot com. Uh, we've downloaded lots of information on there that will help you answer your own questions if they are broad enough. But like I say, um, we'd love to hear from you, love to answer your questions for you on the air and uh, Shauna, when we last spoke, we were talking about um, estate planning. There are some differences, advantages, uh, things that we probably ought to point out. Um, and and again, a lot of documents. Uh, you know, say for instance, uh, what's the difference between a durable power of attorney for health care and a living will? There are differences. And uh, instead of going over every single one of them, it, uh, it probably the biggest point is a durable power of attorney works to uh, allow another individual to make decisions for you, whereas a living will 
uh, is provided to the health care provider uh, who can then just act uh, given uh, your uh, preferences that are written down in that will. Uh, some states allow one, some states allow the other, some allow both. There are very many uh, issues that you've got to work through. Right. Um, and we've got, number one, we've got a way that we can review those documents if you have them. Uh, we can point out if you don't, and we can also get you an attorney, an estate planning attorney that we work with closely uh, who can help you with that. And again, if you need, uh, if you if you have needs for estate planning documents, whether it be a living will, uh, last will and testament, uh, even discussion about uh, your IRA or your 401k and how to, to uh, make sure that you're, you've designated um, the beneficiaries, uh, we can help you with that. Absolutely. And Shauna or Michael would love to help you. You can call and ask for either one of them. Again, the number is 770-429-9166. So, guys, uh, let's dive into some questions here. I've uh, got one that has touched a lot of folks. In the last few weeks, we saw uh, Zantac and Renata Dean um, being taken off the shelves. And Casey from Dallas, Georgia, has uh, given us a question about that. It says, um, Zantac's been uh, recalled because of probable human carcinogen, uh, meaning a substance that could cause cancer, uh, which is in those products. I've been following closely as I take a script ranitidine or ranitidine twice a day. I know my pharmacy gets the generic ready tabs uh, that voluntarily stopped production when the news first broke in September. Uh, what's this doing to Sanofi or Ready's stock? So Sanofi is a company that's uh, uh, headquartered in France. Uh, Dr. Ready is, uh, is a company that's actually out of India. Uh, both of their stocks are traded on domestic exchanges, and I'll tell you, the the uh, revenue generated from these products is such a small portion of those stocks that it really didn't make uh, a notable difference um, when when uh, the recall was announced. So, uh, from an investment point of view, it really hasn't made a huge difference. But I like the way you think. Um, you know, when you see those everyday. Uh, life kind of stories, um, you know. If you're if you're thinking about maybe it maybe it impacts me, maybe it doesn't. But hey, what did it do to my portfolio? That's the kind of stuff that I would think. Um, and you know, it it is horrible to have products that uh, that we're taking that uh, do impact us as human beings and and uh, could make a, a life uh, threatening illness. Um, but you know, the the fact that uh, um, Sanofi and uh, Ready have both um, recalled the products and did it quickly uh, is is the way to handle it. Now, to be honest with you, we've got some others uh, that are out there. We've you know you you don't have to look far to find an example of how management handles certain things. And in the last few weeks, we have seen uh, Johnson and Johnson and Boeing both have issues with products. Now, both of these companies are are uh, they're they're high quality companies. They've always been considered, you know, a, a great stock to own. Uh, we have recommended them to clients in the past. But when we saw some of these things start developing, we did kind of pull the plug on what was going on with those companies, uh, and and uh, encouraged our clients to get out. What what really bothers us is when we see 
uh, a product issue. Uh, so for Johnson and Johnson, it was talcum powder and the potential that uh, there was asbestos in the talcum. They, they found asbestos cells. The company management came out and said, no, we don't see anything going on. Um, just honestly, I read through so much of the material that was presented uh, as as a, a, a counter to management's um, their their way of thinking, or at least their stated way of thinking, and and I could not, in good conscience, continue uh, to recommend that stock to our investors. So we told them all to get out. Mm-hmm. Similar situation with Boeing. Uh, you know, we we uh, removed it from some of our models quite a while ago, but we still had some clients that uh, residually held it. And uh, when I started seeing some of the issues and how Boeing management was handling. Uh, the 737 MAX issue, um, it was one of those things that you just, you know, you can't, um, you can't in good conscience leave a, a client in a company that's got uh, obvious governance issues. And that to me is what it is. You've got, you've got people at the helm that instead of maybe considering, oh, there's a problem, let's see if we can fix this quickly, uh, they just either covered it up or, or left you know, left it to uh, the courts to decide. And to me, that's not the way to handle those sorts of issues. So, um, you know, in in uh, this particular case, as soon as the, the issue arose, or at least as far as we know, Sanofi um, took theirs off the shelf and recalled all the product, and uh, Dr. Reddy followed suit. And that, in our opinion, is the way that companies should handle things. Agreed. Know, agreed. Try, try to do what you can to protect the public. Well, and you got to think, Troy, a lot of these, you know, we haven't been taking all these things for all that long, and you're probably going to see over the next, you know, 10, 15, 20 years, stuff like this come out more and more because they don't know the overall long-term effects of a lot of these medicines. Right. Yeah, that that is absolutely true, Michael. And uh, you don't always have, uh, you know, 100% um, understanding in the science that you might have created, whether it be, you know, a biotechnology stock or something that you found that uh, does remedy some of the issues that we have on a day-to-day basis. But uh, when they discover those sorts of things, it's absolutely time. Just pull the plug and let's figure it out. Maybe you can reintroduce it later in the, you know, into the market when you get it straightened out but uh 100%. you know it, taking it off the shelf as quick as possible is absolutely the way to handle any of that um but uh you know that's um that's um, one of the main issues that we have you you can watch the news on a daily basis and you can see things that uh that might be handled one way or the other um and it, we don't always get a good example but uh, it's, it, it always reminds me of what Dr. Gene says. He says, uh, uh, no man is truly useless. At the very least, you can serve as a bad, bad example. example. So uh, <laughs> anyway, I, I think probably all of us at a time or two have, uh, have made the wrong decision. So it's not uh, something you can't come back from. But uh, in many ways, you would, uh, you would love to see corporate management handle uh, certain things. As quickly as, as, as these companies did. 100% I agree with that. All right. Uh, that being said, let's uh, take a real quick break. When we get back, we will talk to you a little more about financial issues. You're listening to Money Talks. Stick around. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, hey, hey, hey. 
start investing in stocks, you seek investment advice. When you seek investment advice, you go to the Internet. When you go to the Internet, you start believing all the wacky correlations spouted by armchair analysts. When you start believing those wacky correlations, you start buying and selling stocks based on butter production in Bangladesh. When you start buying and selling stocks based on butter production in Bangladesh, you offend your lactose intolerant girlfriend, who in turn moves out. When your girlfriend moves out, you can't afford rent on your own because all your money is tied up in the stock market. When you can't afford rent on your own, you become homeless and alone. Thank you. Don't become homeless and alone. Get rid of financial advice from armchair analysts and upgrade to Money Talks. This is Money Talks. We're back. Money Talks. I'm Troy Harmon here with Shauna Theriault and Michael Griffin, and uh, we've been talking about some exciting estate planning questions, uh, talked a little about um, when to uh, potentially sell a company, and, and uh, governance issues are definitely one of those major issues that uh, you got to keep a watch on. Uh, quite often, it's more than just fundamentals. you got to look at... Uh, at the story behind those fundamentals, and, and that's uh, a very important piece. If you have your own questions you'd like to ask us, we'd love to hear from you. Our question hotline is one eight five five four two nine nine one six six. 429 You listen to our voicemail, leave your message, and uh, we play that uh, message, including your question. We play it back on the air and answer right behind it. If you'd like to call and talk to a person, it's 770-429-9166. If you have a financial planning question you'd like to ask Shauna or Michael, that'd be a great way to contact them as well. So again, that's 770-429-9166. Or you can email us at drgene at hensler.com. That's spelled D-R-G-E-N-E at H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R.com. Or you can go to our website, Hensler.com. We've got lots of information downloaded for you. Uh, you can go in there, look around, find answers to all kind of financial questions. Um, so, guys, let's pick up uh, another question here. we got Chris from Woodstock who says, uh, I'm a widower at 78, and truthfully, I've had a hard time selling my house. I just want my, uh, I want to ease my cash flow. Uh, now that I'm getting older and may need more funds for medical purposes, should I take out a reverse mortgage? Shauna, what do you think? Well, it, it is a good option. So, you know, if you were to sell your house and try to get the, the equity out of it, then you still have to have a place to live and turn around and buy it. A reverse mortgage, it does allow you to take the equity out of your home and you don't have a mortgage payment. Right. So, you know, you wouldn't have to pay a mortgage payment. You would be able to use that money potentially invested um i have not seen this work in all situations i have seen it in a couple situations because you know it is a negative an increasing debt basically so it's still accruing interest it just adds to the balance instead of paying down because you're not making payments so if it's a house that the family wants eventually or you know something like that then i wouldn't recommend it um, you know, but it, it does have a place with specific client situations. Um, 
you know, that it can be useful if you're needing to tap that equity. Yeah, and I imagine your house has to be free and clear of any other mortgage oh, in yeah. order for them to start. And, oh, yeah. You know, there's there's a few hoops you're going to have to jump through in order just to make this right. But, but you it, can actually do a reverse purchase, too. Right. So I don't know that people know that where it's not, let's say you want to move to a house that's going to be, you know, the house you retire in. Um or that you spend the last of your days in, you can actually do a reverse mortgage to buy a home as well. Hmm. Okay. So, you know, that's that's always an option as well. It did become a little, that's very expensive. The closing costs are very expensive for reverse mortgage, so sometimes it doesn't even make sense. Oh, depending wow. on, it's, it's a calculation, um, you know, that usually a percentage, but how much they will give you out of the house is depending on, you know, how much is the house worth and what is your life expectancy. So it's a calculation done, you know, it's a government program set up to help individuals such as, you know, what um, Chris is describing. Yeah. So if uh, I, I guess probably best scenario is if you could sell the house, if you if you could find a good buyer for it, maybe just uh, downsize and keep whatever equity that you might could do that. Retain. You know, the, the only downside option. of that is, you know, costs of homes have gone up. So even if you can sell it, let's say you're downsizing, your house is 500,000. OK, well, you turn around, you have to live somewhere. So if you spend 300, you're only really getting 200,000, which right. that may not go a long way with medical expenses at some point. Sure. Yeah. So, you know, you have to think about, you know, what is the best use or how, how do you structure that? Yeah. I know I haven't done much research on this, but I guess in the, in this day and time where you can get uh, an immediate offer to move and you don't have to show the house and all the rest of that, it could actually be an option. But I think in those cases, uh, from what I understand, there are huge, uh, huge differences between maybe market value or fair market value and the Probably. price that you're offered. Hundred uh, yeah. percent. Yeah, oh, I've yeah. heard. I've heard it might be as much as thirty percent. Wow. You know, That's on crazy. The, you know, differential from. Yeah, if you have time to sell it yourself, and I mean, or with a realtor or whatever, I would definitely do that instead of just. Yeah. Oh, and another thing I'd advise Chris on is, you know, he said he may need more funds. You know, I mean. If you don't need to do it right now, maybe don't take a, a, a reverse mortgage unless you absolutely have to. Yeah. I mean, the only upside to doing it now is the interest rates are low. But, you know, again, we've been saying that for how many years? <laughs> Agreed. And we're talking about them, you know, lowering rates next week. Again. Right. So, yeah. you know. so Right. Yeah. Hard to say. Exactly. All right, we got another one here. Jeffrey from McDonough says, I've been hanging on to Netflix since 2017. I'm not opposed to taking some profits, but I'm pretty sure I want to continue to hold it. Uh, but I've also been looking at Disney and Apple because of their streaming services. I don't want to own all three, but I do like where the companies are taking uh, the streaming content business model. You know, this has been a huge conversation, and, and uh, Apple recently started talking, uh, you know, uh, in earnest about moving to a streaming model. Uh, they they got so involved in it that uh, Disney's CEO, Bob Iger, who was a board member for Apple, actually had to step down because it looks like they're going to become a huge competitor for Apple and Netflix. They 100% are, Troy. Yeah. I mean, so what are you supposed to do, buy all three? I, I mean, I that's, what they want, that's what they want you to do. I realize that, but they're not, I mean, I don't think people are going to, I mean, I don't know why they can't work together. Yeah, it seems like they have for a while, but now, you know, they're, they're everybody going to a corner and maybe even taking the gloves off. It uh, What it could do, Shauna, is benefit us 
from you know more competition might drive the price down. That's what you always hope for in those situations. Well, but, yeah, it'd be nice if I could get Disney streaming service and Netflix for the same price I'm paying for Netflix right now. Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah, then it wouldn't be an impact. Right. Instead of them sharing, which has been going on behind the scenes, kind Absolutely. of where Disney content can easily be. Amazon Prime from. has has that as well, right? They also so have their streaming? own streaming yeah. service. Sure. Right, but if you're a Prime member, it's... And a lot of people just have the Prime memberships. So they have the streaming service. Right. It doesn't yeah, really have many. A lot, most of the stuff on there, it seems like you have to buy it anyway. Yeah. Well, this is the model that it seems everyone's going to. And um, if you think about what they're saying then is uh, they're going to be creating content. Now, if I stop and think about who's got the most content... I say Apple. I mean uh, Disney probably wins the game. This has been their their uh, their model forever. You know, 100%. create content. Uh, they always like to do it with, uh, especially in the cartoon days when when they had instead of paying, uh, you know, a high profile um, celebrity, they would just uh, create a cartoon and use a voice. And you know, while the voice might become uh, kind of that pseudo. Um, uh, star, if you will, they they still, um, you know, were able to avoid huge costs. So Disney's been at this for a long time. Uh, we've recommended Disney to our clients for a long time as well, uh, and we continue to do that. We like Apple. Um, we don't so much like ne- like Netflix, but it's really because their uh, their model has been showing a few. It seems like it's built out, and they've always, um, in my opinion shown maybe more um, users than than seemed reasonable, uh, and you're starting to see some cracks in that. And, uh, you know, recent uh, quarterly earnings reports have, have gotten them kicked around a little bit because we are starting to see some of that fall. Absolutely. All right, guys, that's uh, all the time we have this week. We thank you for listening to Money Talks. Michael, mark it up or down? Up. Shauna? Up. All right, that's a quorum. We got three. Ups. We think the market will be up. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week. All material presented is compiled from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decisions and is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified professional, such as a tax consultant, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.